Alright everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Warning Track Talk podcast with your host Dave and Dave yet again. And today we are going to be talking about the Phillies and their release of the 53 players that are in their pool here. Uh, starting off with the starting pitchers. Uh, Dave, do you want to rattle them off real quick? Uh, sure, why not? Hello everybody, this is going to be a bonus episode I believe. Uh, for this week, but here are your starting pitchers. There's 11 of them right now. Jake Arrieta, Daniel De Los Santos, Zach Eflin, Spencer Howard, Cole Irvin, Aaron Nola, Nick Pavetta, Ranger Suarez, Vinny V, and Zach Wheeler. So that is the 11, and just before I let you take over, the one notable name in here is Spencer Howard, who is the Phillies' number two prospect, I believe. Um, a pitching prospect, of course, the Phillies have high hopes for him, and hopefully he can make some noise in 2020 uh, because he is on the 60-man pool. Who knows if he actually gets put on the 30-man roster to start uh, the season on July 23rd or 24th, but it should be interesting to see. Dave, uh, are there any notable names other than Spencer Howard or anybody at all, even Spencer Howard, to talk about out of the 11 starting pitchers that are on the Phillies 60-man pool? Yeah, man. Uh, I love me some Ranger Suarez, a nice quality lefty. Maybe he can uh, make it into the rotation. I think that would be really interesting, <clears throat> especially since he came onto the scene a lot later than guys like Vince Velasquez, Nick Pavetta. So uh, seeing a guy like Ranger Suarez um, make it into the rotation could say a lot about his talent. And, you know, if he has the stuff to do it, then why not let him go out there and, uh, you know, give it a shot? I think he did good in the bullpen last year, but, um, you know, if he works out in the rotation, keep him in the rotation. You know, it's not like he needs to be a number three guy, you know, put him in the back of a rotation. And if you need to rely on your bullpen a little bit, then rely on it. I mean, Ranger Swartz is still young. Uh, he's a really interesting player. Uh, I'm pulling for him and he's got a lot of talent. Hopefully he can uh, make it into the rotation because our rotation is not that great. I mean, uh, think about it. You have Aaron Nola and behind Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler and, I don't even know if he's going to play this year. You have players opting out, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's like uh, thinking about Zach Wheeler and him possibly opting out because of uh, his pregnant wife. You know, it's it kind of concerns me a little bit and makes me think, you know, well, if he does that, then maybe we have to fall back on guys like a Ranger Suarez, you know. So uh, hopefully he can be successful in the majors. And if Zach Wheeler does indeed uh, pitch this season, then hopefully we could still have Suarez in the rotation. I don't know. I mean, was he good in the bullpen? Yeah. Uh, what if he has success in the bullpen? Maybe that's a question you could ask. And what if he doesn't have success in the starting rotation? Well, I wouldn't have a problem keeping him in the bullpen. That, that would be no problem for me uh, keeping him there. I think if you can expand his horizons, maybe have him uh, pitch in a few starts, and maybe if he is successful, go from there. Uh, and, you know, it's not like they need to realistically just throw him in there into the mix uh, and have him pitch every fifth day. You know, I, I think pitchers routines, um, they're really detailed and their routines are the way they are for a reason. So I don't want to go messing with that too much, but um, hopefully Suarez can get comfortable and hopefully uh, he could really find a spot uh, possibly in the rotation. Yeah, I think that Ranger Suarez, I mean, preferably, I think that we both agree here. I, I would like him out of the bullpen. I just think that he's he's more of a pitch-to-contact guy. I think he would work best as a seventh or eighth inning man. 
but another name on here, Dave, I don't want to spend too much time on the starting pitchers because we do have other positions to talk about, of course. But another name on here that's kind of intriguing is Eniel De Los Santos. Um, you know, saw him come up uh, again, another guy that doesn't throw too hard. Um, I believe he's a low to mid-90s guy, similar to Aranola Velocity stuff, but he came up and, and just kind of struggled uh, in 2018 and 2019. I don't really know if he did get a chance at the big league level. Uh, maybe at one point, I believe, out of the pen. But I know Leo Santos could be a factor uh, if, you know, somebody go and this is totally a possibility, if somebody goes down due to the coronavirus, um, because you need two negative tests, um, you know, and so that's like a two- or three-week, uh, you know, out time which is uh, crazy to think, but it's it's almost half of the season, uh, more than a quarter. So, um, Angel De Los Santos could play a part in here. Same thing with Cole Irvin, same thing with Spencer Howard and Ranger Suarez, who we just talked about. But, yeah, what do you make of Angel De Los Santos? Again, I don't want to spend too much time on starting pitchers, but do you think that he could really, um, you know, pitch out of the pen, especially if there's a coronavirus uh, case in that starting rotation or bullpen that needs to be addressed? Oh, man, dude, I, I think he's going to come out of starting rotation. He's going to be so good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, uh, if he does uh, if he does catch a spot in a bullpen and he does get some innings under his belt, uh, hopefully he can prove to the Phillies that uh, he's worthwhile. I mean, he's still young. He has a lot of talent. I believe we picked him up from the uh, Freddie Galvis trade. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I feel like Enyel has kind of struggled over the past few seasons with the Phillies, and hopefully he can find himself. Like I said, he's still young, so he has time to do it. It's just a matter of the Phillies being in win-now mode and uh, having to play 60 games. You don't exactly have that many games to uh, squander, to say the least. So uh, it's going to be interesting how the Phillies manage Eniel De Los Santos and really the rest of the pitching staff. But uh, Joe Girardi's good at what he does, and I think he's going to be good at it. So uh, I'm not too worried about it veteran manager to uh, take care of the staff and uh, it's it's going to be fun to say absolutely so let's move on to the to the relief pitchers uh, there are 20 of them by the way before we move on I don't know if we said this but it you are allowed to have 60 players on the pool right now there are 53 we'll talk about some uh, notable leftoffs we'll talk about and again this is just the first wave so uh, there may be more and there probably will be more so, uh, the relief pitchers, uh, there's 20 of them, and uh, I'll read them off right here. Uh, Jose Alvarez, Victor Arano, Connor Brogdon, Garrett Clevenger, Edgar Garcias. We're going to struggle on a few of, the, uh, on a few of them. Uh, Diolis Guerrera uh, from the Brewers, I believe the Phillies got him. Uh, Tommy Hunter, Damon Jones, Trevor Kelly, Francisco Liriano, Mauricio Lavera, Reggie McLean, Adam Morgan, Hector Neris, Bud Norris. Blake Parker, Jojo Romero, Ramon Rosso, Addison Russ, Connor Siebold, and the flamethrower Robert Stock. Yeah, Robert Stock. We made a video on him or a podcast a while ago. But out of these names, well, well first of all, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story. Dave, can I tell a story? Do we have time for a story? Story time story? on the Warning Check Talk podcast. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Time. So a couple names that pop off, well, Connor Siebold is one of them. But I'm first going to start with Mauricio Lavera. So last year, 2019, uh, Zach Campbell, if you guys maybe know, I know that Dave does, but maybe know or maybe don't know him, he pretty much catches baseballs for a living. It's a super fun job, runs around from stadium to stadium, has caught over 10,000 uh, baseballs. His notable one was catching A-Rod's 3,000 hit, which was the home run at Yankee Stadium in 2015, I believe. Um, and... 
he was having a meetup at Reading, which is where Lavera, um, Mauricio Lavera, who's now on the uh, 60-man pool, was pitching that night. And, you know, it rained throughout the whole thing. And I was kind of excited to see, or it was, sorry, it was raining prior to the game. And, you know, it was starting to clear up. And I wanted to see him pitch because he, he's been making his way up the rankings uh, the past couple of years in the Philly system. So I was like, you know, it's going to be exciting to see him pitch. Uh, saw him pitch uh, 13 pitches in the uh, top of the first. Didn't come out again. Rain ruined the game. So I didn't really get to see too much of him in real life, unfortunately. But uh, Lavera is interesting on this pool because I don't know. I, he might have been. I don't know if he was in the original spring training um, part of it. I'm not too sure. And another big name in here, Dave, which I'll kind of let you take over onto is Connor Siebold. And Connor Siebold is another one of the pitchers that have been on the rise, especially because Adonis Medina, who's not on this list, uh, struggled last year for the Reading Fighting Phils, which is the double-A affiliate of the Phillies. Um, so Connor Siebold kind of, if you will, takes his spot. Now Medina may be added later. But Siebold and Lavera are two very interesting picks on here. They can make some noise. They've been really rising uh, in terms of the organization uh, of the Phillies the past couple seasons. What do you make of Mauricio Lavera and Connor Siebold? I know that you know we haven't really seen them in real life too much, but from hearing some news, hearing about their stuff, what would you have to say, Dave? Well, honestly, um, I've heard nothing but good things about both guys. Um, I've heard a lot more about Connor Siebold, and I, I think he's one of the guys that uh, no one really um, really acknowledges when you think of uh, bigger prospects like Spencer Howard or Alec Bohm. But Connor Siebold is another one of those solid prospects that consistently puts up good numbers. So I think that uh, you're going to see him up at the um, major league level, hopefully uh, with success and being able to pitch uh, some innings, I think getting that experience under his belt is really going to help him to, uh, of course, shake those butterflies. And uh, it, I, I don't know, I'm pulling for Connor Seabold as well. Uh, some other names that I really like on this list are, you know, obviously Jose Alvarez because, you know, he's uh, pretty consistent. And then you have Damon Jones. I've heard nothing but good things about him. Reggie McLean, an, another pickup that I believe we got from the Mariners. And uh, I know that he got hit last year by the Astros. That was like his only bad outing. So uh, that kind of uh, made his numbers jump. But um, I know I was listening to the Good Fight podcast uh, hitting season, and I heard a lot on Reggie McLean. So uh, I definitely know through them that uh, Reggie had like one bad start, which really sent his numbers awry. But uh, maybe he can get it together with the Phillies. I think uh, he would be a valuable piece. Hopefully they can kind of unlock it. I mean, we have Brian Price who can uh, hopefully help. Not saying that the dude's a miracle worker, but uh, he's definitely got more experience than uh, Chris Young. So uh, <laughs> anything can really help. Um, talking about guys like Adam Morgan, Hector Neris, uh, those type of guys, of course, are going to be the solid contributors. And um, hopefully Morgan can bounce back, have a good season. But then you got the Bud Norris over there, who's uh, like 34, 35-ish years old. Um, he's on the back end of his career. But, um, you know, he has some upside. Uh, of course, we didn't uh, sign him for a lot of money. I, I think he was kind of like a late sign. But, um, yeah, he, he's nothing but depth, and he's good to have. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can become more than just depth. Uh, Blake Parker kind of in the same boat, really. We had him last year, uh, pitched some innings, got uh, 
I think he got bit a little bit, uh, but that's fine. You know, I mean, these guys are definitely going to help us round out our pitching. Uh, so it's, it's good. You know, I think we have a lot more guys than last year, which is uh, really going to help us out considering that we lost a lot of guys last year due to the injury bug. Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. I think that Bud Norris, there's been some videos of, you know, him working out on, on Instagram and stuff like that, and hopefully he'll be ready uh, for the Phillies this season. So let's move on to the catchers and the infielders. I'm going to group them together. They were put separate on the list. I'm going to group them together. There's 13 of them overall. Uh, we'll start with the catchers, then we'll go to infielders. We'll group them together. We have Debbie Grillione, Andrew Knapp, JT Ramuto, Alec Bohm. Logan Forsythe, Phil Goslin, Didi Gregorius, Josh Harrison, Reese Hoskins, Scott Kingery, Gene Segura, Ronald Torres, and Neil Walker. And right away, a couple things that pop out to me, and then I'll let Dave take over again. Uh, the catcher's position, there's no Marshawn. He's supposed to be added later. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And the infielder position, of course, we have Alec Bohm, who was the Phillies' number one prospect. I believe he is the top third baseman prospect uh, in all of baseball, and hopefully you can be the top third baseman in baseball at one point. But Dave, what do you make of the Phillies deciding to bring up Bo, maybe use him at DH um, here to start the season? What Are there any other notable names that you see between the catchers and the infielders that are on this Phillies uh, 60-man pool? Well, first of all, I want to talk about Alec Bohm and really hone in on him. I think it's a tremendous idea that they're taking the opportunity to bring him up this year because you know, he's he's getting to witness that uh, Major League ballpark, and uh, he's not playing in front of people, so he's able to get comfortable at the ballpark before the people show up next year um, or even in the playoffs whenever, uh, you know, a- a- things permit. But um, I think it's a good opportunity for him to get acclimated to the big league level, the big league um, performers, you know, in terms of players. And, um, yeah, just get used to it. I think it's going to be good for him. But um, some other interesting guys on the list that I look at are, you know, Didi Gregorius, obviously. He was an addition that's going to be significant. I think he's going to hit 25 to 30 home runs when he's healthy, especially with that short porch. So um, Ronald Torres, I've seen him jump from team to team over the past few years, and um, hopefully he can be a guy to uh, fill in when we need him. Neil Walker, another veteran in the clubhouse, so... Uh, he's definitely solid and can uh, impart some wisdom to the young guys. Um, he can come up with the bat, get you a clutch hit. Uh, and uh, one of your guys I noticed is on the list, Dave, Debbie Grouillon. Do you want to talk about him a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we got to give some love to the catchers, right? That's right. Um, but yeah, Grouillon, I, I mean, I really like the guy. I, you know, I, I think me more than Dave and, and me more than most, um, you know, I do enjoy watching minor league baseball a lot. Um, sometimes the Iron Pigs, which are the Phillies AAA affiliate, which is the level right below MLB for any casuals just want to clear up some stuff. Um, and, you know, Debbie Grillione was a big part of the Iron Pigs making it to the playoffs a couple straight years uh, with his bat. and an injury last year, had some foot problems. Uh, he's not the best defensively, by no means. I see JT Romita behind the plate, but he has some offense. He has some pop. Uh, in terms of power, um, this guy, this guy's going to be something now. It's a shame because I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that in 2018, this guy won, and I'll have to do some research maybe for another podcast, but I believe that Debbie Grillion won the uh, Eastern League AA Home Run Derby when it was at Trenton um, at Arm Hammer Park. 
Uh, I believe so. It was either him or Austin Listy, who's not on the list as well. But I believe it was Debbie Grillion. The guy has a lot of power. Uh, in terms of power, I do believe that he has more power when he's healthy than JT Realmuto. So it should be interesting. Of course, you know, he can't hit for the same average. I already said he's a problem defensively. But this guy does have some pop, especially when you put him in Citizens Bank Park. So I expect for him to be a factor. And I would like to see him get some more playing time than he did last year and, and more than Andrew Knapp, because let's be honest, uh, the guy is pretty much in my opinion, useless. I think you would agree with me, Dave. But yeah, Guglielmo and I have some high hopes for heading into the 2020 season. And I think that, you know, uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, again, I don't want to spend too much time here, but, uh, you know, Raphael Marshawn, uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah, do not stagger along the catchers. Uh, Dave, do you have an opinion on Debbie Guglielmo or do you want to move on to the outfielders? Um, I mean, I've heard that he has a really good arm, so uh, he could definitely throw runners out. But um, talking about Andrew Knapp. Um, I mean, I, the reason he was really used last year was because of um, what's his name? Uh, why can't I remember his name? Zach Eflin. There you go. Jesus. But um, yeah, yeah, the only reason he was really used was because of Zach Eflin, as far as I'm concerned. And of course, if Real Muto needed a day or two off, they'd put Knapp in. But um, you know, if they decided to scrap Knapp, I didn't mean to rhyme there, but anyway, um, you know, and have JT Romuto catch Zach Eflin more often. I don't think it would be a bad thing. JT could definitely learn uh, more about Zach by having him pitch to him. And, um, you know, I think Romuto has the talent and the skill set to be able to learn Zach Eflin and to be able to use him effectively uh, with his pitches. But, um, you know, not saying Andrew Knapp is not an option because he's definitely an option. Uh, I think he's okay defensively. He's obviously not JT Romuto and uh, he's not on the same level, but uh, Andrew Knapp's offense is just, I don't know, it's something that makes you cringe a little bit because he really just can't hit. I mean, that first year when he came up, what was it, in 2017, I believe, he was uh, he was okay at hitting. He wasn't bad. And then after that, it just, he kind of fell off, and I, I don't know if he's ever going to get back there offensively, but... Yeah, I don't know. It makes me iffy on Andrew Knapp. Maybe Debbie Grulion takes his place uh, soon enough as the backup catcher. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you have guys like Raphael Marchan who's coming up, and maybe he even uh, proves that he is you know, a better player than Andrew Knapp. So uh, like I said, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's a ton of players competing on this roster, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I really couldn't agree more. Let's move on to the outfielders, uh, as I don't want to, uh, you know, stagger along too long. Uh, but let's go to the outfielders here. Uh, Jay Bruce, Kyle Garlick, Bryce Harper, Adam Hazley, Mikey Matuk, Nick Martini, Andrew McCutcheon, Roman Quinn, and Nick Williams. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it brief because we do have a lot left here in the podcast. But uh, Kyle Garlick is a name that pops off here for me and Nick Martini. Uh, I know that I'm going to take you guys way back, but I'm going to take it back to March. Uh, Kyle Garlick and Nick Martini, uh, there was a spring training game. It was a late-at-night game um, against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Phillies were down, I believe, 5-3. to three. Uh, Sorry, the Phillies were winning 5-3. to three. Braves came back to tie in the ninth, 5-5. to five. Kyle Garlick and Nick Martini were the guys who put together a rally. The Phillies won that game 7-5. to five. 
I don't care if it's spring training, it's a win against the Braves, and I will count, I will count it. But yeah, Kyle Garlick and Nick Martini, two guys who really kind of pop up the page. I think they can make some noise. Of course, you know, you got Jay Bruce, Bryce Harper, Adam Hazley. Uh, but, you know, I think that's going to be, you know, something to see Garlick and Martini compete for a spot, at least on the bench, and even Mikey Matok who can make some noise as well. But, Dave, do any names pop off of you? You want to talk about Garlic, Martini, Montauk, anybody there? Or, or do you want to, um, you know, really hone in on one player specifically? Well, I think I'm going to talk about it from a broader perspective um, in terms of Kyle, Garlic, Mickey Matsuk, or Mikey Matsuk, um and Nick Martini. I think all these players can contribute to the team uh, at the major league level. I think that they all have the talent to do so. Especially guys like um, Kyle Garlick and um, Mickey Matsuk. I haven't seen too much of Nick Martini, but uh, I know he can hit a little bit. Um, but Kyle Garlick, I know uh, he hits lefties better, but I-, I wouldn't see him as too much of a concern against righties. Um, I would need to look at the splits a little bit more, but he seems like he's a good hitter. Uh, hopefully he could serve well. I know that we acquired him from the Dodgers back a little bit ago. Um, but he's definitely a player that I think is going to come up in the late innings and get a few at-bats um, maybe throughout the regular season and uh, hopefully succeed. I mean, he is a good hitter, so Kyle Garlick could definitely serve well. Uh, Mikey Matsuk, uh, you see, you've seen him on the Tigers. Uh, he's a pretty good all-around player if you need him to fill in for somebody, so um, he, he's going to put his body out there and he's going to play with what he's got, so... Uh, he's definitely a good option. I watched him in spring training, and I've seen him get a couple hits. And then you have Nick Martini. I believe I saw him get a hit in spring training. So all these guys can hit. You know, it's not like these guys can't hit. Uh, so they're definitely going to help the Phillies if they need to. Uh, but I think the depth is really going to help them now. Uh, they've really honed in on that and uh, focused on depth due to, uh, I guess, the injuries last year. It kind of really spread them pretty thin. But um, talking about the bigger names like Jay Bruce, Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, of course, these guys are going to play possibly bigger roles. I think McCutcheon and Harper are definitely going to play big roles on the team. But uh, the Adam Hazley, the Roman Quinn, you know, these guys, I think, are going to alternate in center field. I think um, both guys are really talented. I can't talk about them enough. Uh, I just, I would like for Roman Quinn to finally have a healthy year and Adam Hazley to keep doing what he was doing in 2019, you know, just continue and build on that. I think Hazley's only going to get better and hopefully Roman Quinn, you know, like if he could stay healthy for a whole season, I think uh, if he can get that under his belt and just ride that, you know, you might have yourself a little quality player. And if he doesn't turn out to be an everyday player, then you have him for the speed on the bench. You have him as a defensive replacement that can track down a fly ball. His speed plays a big part, and I think, um, you know, he, he could play a big factor on the Phillies because the Phillies, I mean, yeah, they have speed, but, you know, Roman Quinn is elite in speed, and I think he's really going to help the Phillies. I mean, you got guys like Andrew McCutcheon, you got guys like Bryce Harper, guys who can run, but you don't have anyone like Roman Quinn. So really going to help us out. And then Nick Williams, I... I I don't know what to say. Um, he hasn't gotten too many plate appearances uh, this past year, but uh, he hasn't really proven himself that worthy um, the year before last. So, yeah, I it, it's really hard to say. Nick's in a really hard uh, situation to figure out right now. Uh, I would like him to get some more at-bats. I would like to see him succeed at the major league level. He was a 
he was a pretty touted prospect uh, for a little bit there in the Philly system, and uh, I believe we acquired him from the Rangers in the Cole Hamels trade, so uh, definitely had a lot of talent, and he definitely showed us that he could hit, but I don't know where it went. It kind of just left, and I don't know why. I wish we could figure it out, because uh, I really liked me some Nick Williams, and I had some buddies of mine that really uh, pulled for Nicky as well. But, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on the outfielders. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how that outfield competition uh, really takes off. So let's move on here. Uh, the notable Phillies that are left off, again, these players can be added on, but these are players left off. Uh, Raphael Marshtan, forgot to put him on the dock, Dave, that we have in our notes, but I'm going to put him there. We talked about him earlier. Uh, Jubal Herrera, Bryson Stott, and Mickey Moniak. Um, and all four of these are kind of big names because Marshawn had a very good spring. Joe Girardi, I believe, said he was impressed. Uh, Jubal Herrera has had some off-the-field issues. Uh, Bryson Stott is uh, one of the Phillies' top prospects, uh, was the first-rounder from last year. And Mickey Moniak was the first overall pick a few years ago, of course, being another outfielder. Uh, again, maybe all four of these guys will be added. They still have room, but they were left off the initial wave. Um, and then the only note I want to make here, uh, well, a couple other notes here as we're kind of grouping them together, and then I'll let Dave uh, talk on this. Anthony, a uh, Anthony can't even speak. Anthony Swarzak was released and resigned by the Phillies, and he should become the 54th man on the Phillies pool. Um, uh, it should be interesting to see how the Phillies work that in. I there was a Phillies reporter that put that out there. I believe it was Matt Gleb. Um, I'm not too sure if I can find out who that is. I will do that. Oh yeah, and Matt then the, Gleb. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I believe it was him that put that out there. They're all, by the way, go check out all Phillies reporters. Uh, if you just put in Phillies reporters, it will come up. They're really good on Twitter. And then the Phillies have released uh, outfielder Matt Caesar and relief pitcher uh, Drew Storin, uh, and, they, and they were released on the fields over the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, Dave, what do you make of all this news here? You know, the Phillies being left off, Swarzak going to most likely join the pool. But the, the real question I want to ask you is out of the four guys, Marshan, Adubel, uh, Bryson Stott, and Mickey Moniak, do you how many of those guys or you know maybe all four or maybe two out of the four who do you see if any making um the the, the roster and this pool uh coming up very soon Odubel Herrera obviously with what he did I don't think I don't think so Bryson Stott another guy with big talent uh honestly he I don't think he's seen enough uh time to be able to actually come up uh Mickey Moniak uh, I think he's a guy with potential. Uh, he put on a lot of muscle in spring training, so uh, hopefully he's a guy that can uh, contribute in some fashion. I think he has a lot of talent, so hopefully Moni, I can turn it around. He's also really young. And, uh, you know, talking about the Swarzak uh, re-sign, I think uh, it's good for Philly's depth. Once again, talking about depth, of course, but uh, Swarzak, uh, I think he had a pretty good first half of 2019, so that would definitely... Uh, be something good to see if we can see a contributing Swarzak. Uh, so, yeah. Um, talking about the Phillies releasing outfielder Matt Caesar and right-handed relief pitcher Drew Storen, um, obviously being released by the Phillies on the 28th of June uh, this year. Um, you know, Matt Caesar, uh, I believe he's more of a utility guy. Uh, he's not big with the bat. Drew Storen obviously having a career, uh, not only in the regular season, but the postseason as well. Um, Drew Storen, one of those guys that uh, really dominated the scene 
as a youngster, but uh, sort of faded. He really faded. So uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Drew Storen at one time was really good for the Nationals. But uh, it, it's uncertain on what his future will bring him. Obviously, the Phillies didn't see too much that they released him. So um, I, I don't know what the road looks like for both of these guys. Uh, hopefully, they could find a home with some other team. Uh, best of luck to them. But um, moving on, Dave, uh, what else do you have to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to give my answer real quick, Dave, and yeah, then I guess ahead. we'll begin to wrap up here. Um. So, uh, the notable Phillies left off, we were talking about Marshan, Adubel, Bryson Stott, and Mickey Moniak. I do think that a few of them will be added. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say something real quick. The Anthony Swarzak note was Matt Gleb um, on Twitter. Uh, full shout-out to him. He was the first one that was on that. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I do see the Phillies adding Bryson Stott and Mickey Moniak um, and Raphael Marchand. I do think the Phillies would be smart to leave out a double. And, you know, regardless where you stand on the whole thing, a double apologize, maybe you're still whatever. It's just I think that it would be best in terms of the Phillies staying under the radar and controversial news because, you know, especially it's Philadelphia sports. It's a big problem. So I do see that I, I think that the Phillies will leave Herrera up the up the roster. If he wasn't there in the in the pool in the first time, I don't think he'll be there in the second. But Marshan, Stott, and Moniak, I do believe make it. Um, the Phillies want to see what they can get out of Bryson Stott and Mickey Moniak and Marshan, uh, Marshan, I should say. But yeah, so I mean, besides that, I think that that will pretty much pretty much wrap up wrap up if i can even speak english uh episode 27 of this podcast um a couple things i just want to say thank you to the health line and the front line or health line health care and frontline workers um big shout out to dave and his youtube channel and instagram major league talk um great baseball news over there he'll have so much more coming for you i'm sure dave uh in terms of once the season gets ramped up we'll have much more coming to you and i just want to give a big thank you to everyone out there who is listening uh, we've been checking our viewers as of lately. Not that that, you know, completely matters, but uh, it's been pretty much doing pretty well. So we want to thank you, and please continue to share this with your friends. We're available on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, tell your friends to check us out. If they don't have Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Breaker. We're on Anchor. Anywhere, any Pretty much every podcast form we are available on. So tell your friends. Uh, regardless if they like the Phillies or not, we do, do some MLB episodes-ish. Um, so you're going to want to check that out, but thank you, Dave, for having me once again. Thank you to everyone who's watching. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got, Dave, uh, pretty long podcast for us today, but we'll have more coming for you in the future. And that's pretty much it for me. So thank you to everyone, uh, Dave, uh, final words, final thoughts, whatever you got going through your head, take it away, pal. Yeah. Well, Dave, first of all, you're welcome. Um, yeah. If you guys like listening to the morning track talk podcast, make sure to follow us on, uh, multiple podcast platforms, whatever you listen to us on, make sure to listen to previous episodes as well. Uh, we will be posting more, uh, not only about your favorite team, the Phillies, but about, um, different facets of major league baseball as a whole. So I uh, definitely stay tuned for that as well. I would like to give a shout out to, uh, the frontline workers for their tremendous work, their hard work. And, um, you know, I just want to give a big thanks to them. I want to give a big thank you to the people listening to this podcast as uh, it continues to trend in the right direction and we continue to get more listeners. 
Um, you know, it can only get better from here, guys. Uh, thank you so much for the support, and uh, we really do appreciate it. But uh, last but not least, uh, this has been the Warning Track Talk podcast with your host, Dave and Dave. <laughs>